Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are going to talk about the new Twilight Zone Season 1 Episode 8. It is called Point of Origin. So full spoilers for the episode, as always, and we'll get into it. So I'm going to ask you a question to start off here, Tara. Okay. We we have had this is, this is going to start to sound like uh, Mean Tim's reviews of Tales from the Crypt, where <laughs> there was a streak of bad towards the end of that, and every mm-hmm. every every week on the reviews, I'd say to Tim, Tim, did this one break the streak? Was this one the the one that was good and broke the streak of shit? So I'm going to ask you a question here: Did this did this break the streak of shit? No. <laughs> would you in what fact you <laughs> well i would i would say that not only did it not break the streak of shit i think the streak was maybe starting to run a bit thin so this episode came along and dumped in some more shit so that the streak could live longer and be thicker and thrive in a way that it hasn't you know i really don't like being a negative person i just don't i don't like this feeling let it out of you go on let it out let let it breathe i just want i mean do they even know what the twilight zone is supposed to be like it's just they've been doing this alien thing now for like half the episodes i guess this is uh, i I, i'm i'm wrong this isn't aliens but (laughs) i i don't know man like we've been we've been watching these episodes of the original and it's like they're like character studies, you know, you mm. you set up a situation so you can learn about isolation or loneliness or, uh, I don't know, like just one thing. And this is just so in your face, trying too hard, social commentary. And just because it's a little bit weird doesn't make it Twilight Zone. Like you don't have to do all these broad su- subjects. Anyway, I'm getting mad. <laughs> no it's good it's good let it out let it, let it roar I don't, I don't want these I don't want these this episode was garbage and it was a complete mess it was a mess from start to finish and like obviously right away we're talking about uh, like immigration or more specifically deportation right the idea of illegal immigrants oh you think <laughs> sneaking suspicion right well because here's, okay, here's, here's the first question I have is why if you want if you want to do an allegory for deportation and ice and all that kind of stuff right if you want to do an allegory for that why mm-hmm. would you actually do a real example of deportation at the start of the episode where the the housekeeper is is taken away you're just spelling out there's what like, the episode's about I, I don't there's zero subtlety there's zero mystery like it's just yeah it, it's just a, it, an exact allegory like we're gonna make this about immigration. So we're going to make men in black ice. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. Like, we're going to separate families from their children. If you and like, yeah. If you if you just did the plot, because because the main plot of this is that this woman is in this family, a big rich house. Uh, her credit card stopped working, and she's picked up by by this special branch of deportation. And it turns out that she, they think she's from another uh, dimension, an alternate reality, and that others came over with her and she's forgotten who she is but they want her to remember and that turns out to be true right you could do essentially this plot about someone who came from an altered dimension and mm. it realizes it and then makes some sort of point and then we would get the subtext that what mm-hmm. it's talking yeah. about is it deportation. should be a lesson for her that she learns at the very end 
of yes. an episode not and in the first like five <laughs> minutes of the episode and then we have to watch a full hour of it like <laughs> of just example after example of isn't it weird that now you're an immigrant like oh god <laughs> and isn't it isn't it weird that like the regular immigrants and the dimension immigrants are mixed together mm-hmm. in, ju- in yeah. jail or or gen pop or whatever they're calling like the detention center i it baffles me and joe the really weird thing to me was is there's a scene after the opening after she's taken by ice and it's like a dinner party scene with with the mom and what's her name eve and Mm -hmm. like three of her her friends like all all these like you know housewife rich housewives sitting around having tea or whatever and like oh it's a shame that's happened to her but i mean they know it's illegal when they come here and they have this just you know white privilege bullshit conversation for like five minutes right they make it they make the other they make the immigrants problem about them yeah instead of remembering that no they're not the victims here (laughs) right and again (laughs) okay fine it's a bit on the nose but i get what you're doing with that scene the ending of the scene though says one of them says something like and they don't realize they're making things harder for us and then there's like a really ominous line where where they might you know find us out and they all kind of like stop and stare at each other can you explain to me what the hell that scene was about? Because it's very clear for the rest of the episode that Eve doesn't know she's from somewhere else. Yeah. I guess... I, I don't know. When I watched it, I guess I assumed that they were talking about, like, we're the ones that are going to get in trouble for sticking up for them. Okay, sure. I don't, I, I got, like... Because at that point in the episode, I thought... Are they all like aliens? Are they all robots? Are they all, or as it turns out, in all dimension? Um, and they never come back to these characters. The only time you see these other three characters again is at the end of the episode when they're watching her getting taken away. You know, as a crowd. Yeah. And that's that's it. I but I have no idea the the purpose of that scene on its own. It, it just it makes it more confusing. And then the rest of it, as you say, like we get the point of what it's doing by like maybe the third way through the episode, halfway mark at most, you know, by the time that they're being interrogated by James, uh, you know, Sarek from Star Trek Discovery. The hit television show. Star <laughs> yeah. Trek Discovery. Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> yes. Um, Who I do like in that show. Um, in this, I mean, he's fine in this role. I just don't really like um, I just don't really like the episode. Oh yeah, the episode's just terrible. Because they do this little thing where they put her in like a, a clockwork orange style device to try and like read her memories or whatever and trigger things. And we get some relatively interesting images of this other world where the sky was grey, everything's black and white, uh, and you know it's maybe like this desolate place, and that's why they wanted to like come over yeah. to our world. I guess it's just another Earth that maybe lived through a nuclear war or something. Like yeah. everyone, yeah, something like it, that. all the buildings look destroyed. But, they describe the sky as gray. They haven't seen blue sky, and it sounds like a long, long time. Yeah. So that this thing where they do the really obvious fake it, where she thinks she gets out and she goes home with her husband, she hugs her kids, and then yeah. she kind of admits that she thinks she's from somewhere else, and then it snaps back to her still in the thing. It's like, oh, right. we found you out, blah blah. And then we have Saw a whole <laughs> we have a whole escape sequence where. She, it's she's, a border run. Yeah. It's a border run, yeah. And she gets out of the fence and she she goes on the run. Um and like I, I don't know what he's trying to say because she's with with her housekeeper, who's who's or her nanny who's been with her, uh, who she found inside. And the nanny doesn't want to get on the ice cream truck because you know the guy who gets them outside is like, hey, there'll be a driver out there waiting for you. And the nanny's like, No, 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 I don't trust this man. Let's just run on her own on her own. And she's like, No, 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 this is the way we get home. This is the way we get home. Um, I'm not sure what that scene's honestly trying to say. 
it, it feels like there should be subtext here as to you know why her saying no i've done this before we can't trust him um yeah i don't know does, does I they guess it's um like not knowing who you can trust and then maybe somebody will just take you you think you're they're taking you someplace that you can trust but they're going to take you to I, ice but but he takes them home like he takes her to her her home and then where she, gets, she wants to go yeah and she gets captured almost immediately but yeah there, there is the, obviously the obvious like ice cream ice right the ice cream truck but there's also i think yeah. maybe i'm reading too much into this i think maybe what the intention is supposed to be is that you know it's the idea of like come get your treat the idea that it's this like you know the carrot to 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 you think this is the place you want to go but it's not really this is a dangerous place to go uh kind of thing it's like it's, it's a mirage it's this this hey we'll lure you in with the treats and the, the yeah, glossy lights I, and the ice cream I guess but... so, because she thinks that she's going to be safe when she gets back to her family but when she gets back to their family they're like oh you're not who we thought you were you're not wanted here I, I, I guess what i'm saying is, is the ice cream truck represents the u.s <laughs> i guess that's what i'm saying <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's fatty and sugary, and it'll just lead, it may it may seem appealing at first, but <laughs> it'll leave bad taste in your mouth, and you're just gonna hate yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's put it very bluntly. I, I, there's more nuance. <laughs> there, there should be more nuance in that, but, uh, but like. I don't know because the problem at the end because I was actually shocked. See, see when like Peel's narration came in again at the end, I was shocked the episode was ending. I was like, "Wait, that's your final scene? That's the final beat? That's the the moment that you're leaving me on?" Because I I thought like we already know that she she's different and her. I mean, I, I guess that the emotional kind of ending is supposed to be that her, her you know husband rejects her now that he knows what she is. But mm-hmm. I just I don't know. Like I didn't feel it at all. It it, it just felt like oh she's been taken back again. Okay, what's the ending? And then people started talking. I'm like, oh, this is the end. Okay, I guess there's just not really an ending. <laughs> I guess. I just, I think that the writers just miss it. You know, they miss, they miss the point of these, of these stories. <laughs> they're supposed to teach us something about humanity, and I think maybe it's because they only have ten episodes. They're like, okay, we want to get like, we want to get these allegories out there, and that's fine for like a science fiction show. But I think for this show, it's. It should be our world, but like something slightly off, and it should be like I like the cautionary tale ones that we get from, um, from like the 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 early Twilight Zones. Instead, we're getting these like allegories to these situations, like what if you were the immigrant? <laughs> yeah, but it's doing this weird thing where it's not even just letting it be an allegory; it's just like shoving it in there, like literally as well. It's it's the literal and the allegory, and it's like. Yeah, there's, you're right. Yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing I can take from this. It's just overstuffed, and I think on top of that, and maybe, maybe you'll disagree with this, but I genuinely think every scene in this episode was just bad. Like, I, like there was there wasn't a single scene in this where I just enjoyed what the scene for what it was. It wasn't just like in the makeup of the mm-hmm. whole thing and what it does for the overall story and the the message. It was just every single scene. You know, whether she's at the, the grocery store and she's arguing because her, her her cards are being declined or. Uh, she's mm-hmm. been interrogated or whatever every single scene felt kind of tedious to get through it felt like this really over the top direction that was just making it feel very kind of hollow and it just there was no like I don't know like, there was no flow in the scenes there was nothing that was like making me enjoy the actual actions that were taking place even right from the start something felt just kind of off about the whole thing and not in a good yeah. way not, not in a way where I'm like oh what's off about this kind of thing like 
just in a way that felt poorly made and it felt like unnatural like even the opening shot where she's like wearing this really 50s dress and like walking through a house and like explaining what she wants for a party it, it all seemed kind of phony and i'm not really sure what the whole the whole grocery store scene where credit cards get denied is supposed to represent either um, just that she's embarrassed because she can't pay for groceries like, yeah her entitlement it's like before or it's, it's funny because you bring up how unnatural the opening stuff was and I, I felt that throughout most of the episode actually but especially that opening stuff in the house and I, that combined with the, the dinner party scene or the tea party scene really made mm-hmm. me think the twist was going to be that this is all fake that this is all just yeah, an illusion yeah. or this well, is the trailer kind of made us think that too because yeah. you see her in some kind of a device and you're like oh is she in like a matrix where it's yeah. not really her life i thought they're all just pretending <laughs> or something like and that's not what it is at all and again like if they're going for this idea that like okay so you're trying to say that this is the american dream you get a nice big house white picket fence very wealthy like this is mm-hmm. what you can achieve in america right and the idea is the classic 50 and that's why it feels kind of old school it's like the classic 50s idea of the american dream but mm-hmm. then the ace come in and take away the nanny and it's like this like like stark reality you can do that and have that same effect but be more subtle about it like you know have the house have her be in the dress but just have her i don't know act like a human being maybe it would help <laughs> yeah. and make it feel more real uh but it's the idea of invading the do you know what movie did this much better right mm-hmm. Not, not the same plot at all, but just this idea of having the American dream and then going, no, there's something more insidious underneath it. Uh, David Lynch's Blue Velvet. That that movie is about, this is the perfect suburban thing that you think it is, but we're going to discover the seedier elements that are beneath the surface and the other yeah, things that are going cost. on. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I am sure that's what it's about. In, yeah. in fact, the opening shot, if I remember correctly, or one of the opening shots... Uh, to sort of almost thematically set this up because David Lynch is a good director and knows how to do this, is we have mm-hmm. a shot of, uh, like I think it goes literally from the white picket fence, maybe there's like a bird in the fence, and the camera goes under under the, the grass and into the ground, as if it's going underneath. Yeah. And it's just like, this is what we're doing. We're, this is cool. on the surface. and it, mm-hmm. so and Yeah, sure. I think even um, the last Jordan Peele movie, Us, kind of talks about it in a way, like oh, the sure, different yeah. class systems. Um, but... Uh, I think you can do a great episode about immigration, but does it have to be so so in your face like American immigration of this is exactly what <laughs> I I don't know. It, it just seems like it's trying too hard. Same with the last episode felt like that too. Like it is a good it's a good lesson or story that you could tell here i think there's a combination of there's th- no nuance combination of three things one they don't trust the audience to actually get the point so they shove it down our throats like it's you know it has to be obvious it has to be painfully obvious two i think the writing's just bad they don't know how to write scenes in a, in a way that makes sense this, this episode i, I think, think they re- i think they really just need to rewatch the old episode <laughs> <laughs> i think they have to fire the, the writing staff and get new writers and honestly um and then three, I think the direction also kind of extends to this, where I think the direction's kind of over the top and weird at times. And if yeah, it feels like it feels. Like, you know how when you're watching like uh, a movie or a TV show, and they'll have like the fake movie or TV show within the movie, right? Yeah. Where, and they'll be kind of over the top because this is what a movie like, like you know when when you magnify it so that the characters in the movie it looks more silly to them to what a movie does to us it is extra silly and cheesy. 
And it's not that so much this is cheesy, but I'm getting kind of that feeling where it's overdoing everything, so it feels like this is what movie characters think a movie looks like, <laughs> not us. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I'm, I'm getting tired of these, like, super <laughs> in-your-face episodes. Like, we had the Trump episode with Wonderkin, and then we had the the um, the toxic masculinity episode, and now we have the immigration episode. And it's, it's just, these are really heavy issues. And I don't think Twilight Zone needs to tackle these right now. I think they should go for something else, like something something more character driven and less doesn't America suck right now. <laughs> See, the, I, I, I think they can do all these things. They, they can tackle all these themes if they want. I don't think they're ready for these big ideas. Not from what they've given me so far. Oh yeah. This, this comes back to what I'm saying though, is I, I, I think the problem here is just who's doing it. Like I think if you, if you take these people out that are writing these episodes and you put in writers who actually know how to be nuanced and know how to like, just give us a character, make it a character study, but use that character study to tell a story that relates to one of these themes. You could say a lot and it would be a lot more effective. This feels mm-hmm. like I'm being I don't know, just hit over the head with it. And it's worth mentioning, both of us, I'm pretty sure, like agree with almost every message that this show has given sure, us. Like sure. we're, we're not like hey, arguing I'm with the message. <laughs> you, yeah. You, I, my family immigrated too to america you're an undocumented canadian same hardships because we all i mean i i look i am white and i speak english already but (laughs) were you you about to say i look white (laughs) i am white (laughs) i mean like i look like other people here like you know not even though this is supposed to be the melting pot like it's (laughs) yeah some people some people don't treat it that way is the point it's not so much that yeah, I mean that's that's a whole debate to get. <laughs> anyway, um, I think immigration is a fair topic to bring up. Yeah, um, and even in in the Twilight Zone, I think you could tell a great story. But I just don't want to be like, you know, sub sub one thing for this, and then still just tell the story of immigration. Like I want, I I want something, um, I want something more specific, not something so broad. <laughs> That's that's fair. That's fair. Um, I I just I think you you can make anything they have tried thematically to work if you actually write it with with some thought and you actually yeah. you actually treat it like like a proper thing instead of like we have to do this over the top thing because for some reason they seem to think Twilight Zone has to be really like zany almost and i don't think when i watch old twilight zone i'm i'm finding it zany i'm finding it if anything a little quaint in a good way like you know it's it's very honest and genuine about what it is um it doesn't have to do all these extreme shots with like yeah some evil yeah you know (laughs) it's not doing that kind of thing um actually one thing i want to bring up uh, that i've been meaning to bring up for like four episodes uh because it's been bugging me is how aggressive the opening theme music is when it goes to the, the titles because Jordan Peele like narrates over the opening titles and I can barely hear him because the the music is so in your face again. It, it's actually a really good representation of the show as a whole. Uh-huh. <laughs> when you really think about it, it's so in your face that there's no you can't you can't take yeah, it all in. The intro is very uh, uh it looks like it belongs to a different show almost. Mm. Like when it when it comes in, maybe it's just like all the CGI. Like I don't hate it, but 
it's a, uh, but even Jordan Peele's narr- narration kind of like takes me out of an episode, mm-hmm. but not in the way that I remember Sterling doing. So, and I really do like Jordan Peele. I know he doesn't really have very much to do with the episodes other than being a narrator, but yeah. And I think I can kind of tell. <laughs> I, I, I think his, um, his narration stuff is not that good either. And it's, it's not on him. This is just the script. Like it, it just, it feels mm-hmm. like fluff. Just, just nothing about fluff. It's, yeah. it's like they wanted to sound like a Twilight Zone introduction, so they have it just sound like one, but without really actually, you know, it doesn't have the charm that Selling's introductions did have. I hate that I'm so negative on this. Yes, hate it. Feel the hate. <laughs> Feel it. I don't like this feeling. <laughs> <laughs> please, Twilight Zone, please give me just one good one. Well, the next time on at the end, even though I like Crystal Dowd, did not fill me with hope. Yeah, I don't really remember. Um, it was it was him. Oh, right, it was a gun, right? Yeah, it was him running around in an apartment with a gun for the most part, and I, I'm not. Yeah, and all the bullets have names on them, which makes me think like every bullet's gonna take the life of a person. Like, if that's what they're gonna tell, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> it's gonna be about a Second Amendment, okay? Another another huge controversial topic. Like, here we go. <laughs> I'm a little worried that they've actually put all the worst episodes at the end. Man. Because I don't know I how you feel. That one. I mean, it has, it has its problems, but yeah. I'm sticking by that one because at least at least it's not trying to, to say something about America right now. <laughs> um, I... it's not, there's nothing controversial about that episode. I, uh, other than whether or not it's good I'm just I'm worried because I didn't think the previously on or the previously or not previously the next time on uh, mm-hmm. for this one looked that good I don't think the next one looks good and I'm a little concerned because I, I don't know how you feel but I do think this is the worst one yet maybe the A Traveler was pretty bad A Traveler was pretty bad but I think that this one felt more like a mess right from the get-go, whereas A Traveler felt like it maybe could have been a good episode up until a certain point. <laughs> then it just, you know, completely went went awry. Um, yeah, at least Greg Kinnear was watchable. <laughs> yeah. I just, like, I feel like there's so many plots in this, because even thinking of A Traveler, like, when, when they're in the police station talking, I feel like those scenes just felt like they were going by so quick, and I'm like, you watched Twi- Old Twilight Zone, like, 25 minutes, like, is every scene like it, usually they'll only have maybe four or five scenes for the whole episode, and every scene I feel like mm-hmm. it gets time to really read and like I think that's a much better form of writing than just lots of quick things, really you know really fast to try and do all these these different things really really rapidly. I just yeah I'm frustrated. This this new version of Twilight Zone just straight up sucks, and I you know the any shred of like positivity i was trying to hold on to has just been diminished week after week no it's not good well we got to keep going oh yeah we'll finish we'll finish <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to come back and complain i'm willing yeah, to do it yeah and it, even if it's just do because better, it was just because twice, you're hating the fact that you're being negative and i'm i'm enjoying it i am i'm <laughs> relishing in your hatred with all my heart it is Spraying a smile to an old cynic's face. <laughs> uh, you're not alone this time. 
Uh, of course, I joke. Anyone who watches reviews with me and Connor knows that Connor's the miserable one, like, most of the time. Anyway, um, that has been Twilight Zone episode 8, so you can let let us know what you uh, what you think of it in the, the comments below. You can like and subscribe, all that stuff. And if you want to support us, Tara will tell you how you can do that. You can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash TV. You can support us for as little as a dollar per month. With that dollar, you get um, some shows a week early, including a show that Peter and I do called, mm. uh, well, I guess I can say it for, <laughs> it's not that I forgot, but <laughs> we do The Ace, which is yes. our sci-fi movie podcast. But we also, I was going to say, we do uh, classic Twilight Zones, Yes, which you can check those reviews out if you want to see like a, a good Twilight Zone. <laughs> yes, yes, you can. <laughs> Um, and you get those a week early for donation. Yeah, and uh, Tara might be added to something else at some point, and not too soon, but in the relative f- near future. We haven't discussed specifics yet. I may we have haven't t- negotiated our terms. <laughs> I, I may I may have talked her into something. Uh, so <laughs> look forward to it. Uh, but yeah, so that is us. Um, you remember to promote some things at the end. Look at that. It's like you're a pro. Mm-hmm. So you're pro at this now. Getting there. It's because you keep forcing me into this. <laughs> <laughs> so that is uh, that has been us. That has been almost cancelled. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Or not. In the Twilight Zone. <laughs>